0: Hello, we're back, episode 11. Welcome back to Beyond the Blue and Gold. I'm Kim Tolliver, and I'm here, not with Heath Pickard, I'm here with Dr. Daniel Knox. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing well, doing well. Sorry to disappoint all of the, the people tuning in for Heath, <laughs> but I'm glad to be here today. Yeah,
0: our, we got about five listeners, like consistent. You just said you were...
1: Oh yes, long time listener. First time <laughs> caller? I don't, yeah. First time on the show.
0: How was your Thanksgiving?
1: Uh, it was fantastic We did No No traveling Other than just uh, Staying staying local Okay And so that was Very very nice Yeah uh, Just to, to be here but got to spend time With, with All parts of Texas? my family
0: Did you not go to Texas?
1: My wife went to Texas Oh okay She flew gotcha. to Texas To put up Her parents Christmas tree And then <laughs> okay. drove back With them
0: Okay that's really nice. But it was really nice of her. That's her uh-huh. spiritual gift is... <laughs> is trees. Is Christmas trees. Okay. And so... Uh, <laughs> Among she, other things. Yes. Yeah. Uh, sure. My Thanksgiving was pretty nice. It's It's good to be back. Like, we... Did you
1: stay local or did you go...
0: I was in Tennessee. And I actually thought I was going to host. That was actually a, a big discussion on episode 10. But I went to my aunt and uncle's house. and then, But I made all the food. And yeah, made it at your house. And I made it at my house and then transported yeah. it in several like carriers. Yeah, that seems practical. It wasn't, <laughs> <laughs> it was not practical at all. No, but let everybody know who you are. I, well, how long have you been here? Kind of do your introduction. We'll start uh, there. All
1: right. So, uh, this is year 17 for me at Good oh, Pastor wow. Christian School. So, I started here in the fall of 2007. Okay. Uh, so I've been here a uh, a while now. Yes, uh, I, I, I do think like I knew I'm it was that long. One of the the old people here at this point. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so seventeen years. The first ten plus years were uh, in the classroom, uh, just as a a mathematics teacher. And so I've been teaching uh, all of our dual enrollment classes for a long time: uh, college mm-hmm. algebra, statistics, calculus, trigonometry. Uh, that's kind of been my wheelhouse for the, the last 15-plus years.
0: Okay.
1: Then, uh, I guess about seven years ago, I, <laughs> yeah. met, I guess five, five, six years ago-ish, yeah. so. uh, I, I stepped into a role as an assistant principal for the upper school. So that's when we were oh, still yes. grades 7 through 12. And so I did that for a couple years. Uh, I was still teaching a full load, or not a full load, but still teaching mm-hmm. two classes each mm-hmm. day. And then doing some assistant principal duties at that time. Uh, and then now I'm in year three of being our middle school principal. Uh, okay. Since we transitioned that program and and kind of rebuilt, uh, not necessarily physically, but mm-hmm. but structurally. Yes. Uh, yeah. Rebuilt the, the middle school three years ago. I've been heading up that program ever since we, we restructured that.
0: With this new middle school, that's the thing, like you haven't really... We've always had middle school, Mm -hmm. but like, what has, I think you kind of mentioned that before we were in a model where it was upper school, lower school. And so then what was kind of the calling that you had, so to speak, maybe even of why you wanted to do this new role or go into becoming the middle school principal?
1: Yeah, I think, I think for, for a while we had, we had kind of, we had been on that two school model. It's kind Mm -hmm. of two principal model where we had the, K six and seven twelve schools and and I think that those could work in different and, and maybe in different environments but I think with our size and mm-hmm. and and some of our growth like I think what we found was that those sixth graders mm-hmm. were too big for elementary school mm-hmm. and then the seventh and eighth graders were kind of lumped in with the high schoolers and they were not ready to be mm-hmm. lumped in with the high schoolers and. And it was really easy to get lost in the shuffle, yeah. With that age group of kids, and, and I think we we knew that that was a place where we could do more, mm-hmm. and we could do better things. And so that became a focus from our from the direction of our of our board and our admin at the time that said, all right, this is where, uh, you know, based on feedback they were getting from from faculty, from parents, from yeah. students themselves, uh, that hey, this is an area that that needs. That need some attention, and especially in the world and the world mm-hmm. we live in in 2023, with with technology and, and all the influences that that our kids get uh, now at an even earlier age, like it was just time to to make a change. And uh, and I was excited to to jump into that. I never really thought I would be. I'd been a high school person, yeah, you know. Right, I'd been teaching right. in the high school for a long time, and I think what I what I discovered. What what gets me going, I Mm -hmm. think, is working with the middle school age group kid. Yeah, Uh, that I think that I I really enjoy that age group. It's Mm -hmm. a very impressionable. Mm -hmm. You know, most adults are still pretty cool to them. Mm -hmm. They haven't got to that I'm too cool for school age yet. Yeah, you know, you start to see that transition a little bit in eighth grade.
0: It's so funny because I would always say that I'm was not wired to be around middle school kids like mm-hmm. I love uh I always like it really enjoyed working with like a preschool age for whatever yeah. reason you know in, in kindergarten and then once I hit about third grade I was like I'm done I'm done and then I'll find you in 10th grade yeah that's a big age oh, yeah. gap yeah. I was like I don't know but you know but working here you know it's it is nice to have people who it's they almost like they're not to say calling but it's their specialty no, I it's, you think, know I it's, think that calling it could calling could be a good word because
1: yeah. that's that there's some of them and i think i've got a, a great group of teachers that oh, it, yes. it's so funny that you know you have some teachers that that look at other teachers like how can you teach middle school and then i've got mm-hmm. middle school teachers that look at them like how do you how do you teach high schoolers or how do you teach elementary or how do you teach the the babies and so it's it's just interesting that each person kind of finds their their niche and I know, where I just they, like to say that, yeah. Yeah, where they want to or where they, they feel the most comfortable. And I think middle school is one that you have to you have to love it and you have to enjoy it and you have to enjoy working with that age group kid.
0: What made you come to Good Pasture? I don't think I've ever
1: asked you that. I did no education classes uh undergrad. Undergrad was where? Undergrad was at Freed Hardem University. Okay. And uh, I take that back. I took one education class, <laughs> but I dropped it four weeks into the semester because really? yeah, because it uh, it messed. It was a four o'clock in the afternoon class, and that's when I played ultimate frisbee. <laughs> and so I had to I had to withdraw from that class because I was I, I missed I missed ultimate yeah. the first yeah. four weeks, and I was like, all right, I'm out. Uh, I'll do this later. Yeah. So yeah. So I was just a, a, a math major undergrad. Okay. Just straight math. And uh, still didn't know exactly what I wanted to do or, or where I wanted to be. Uh, I went and started working on a master's in statistics down at Mississippi State University, mm-hmm. and I I did fine. I made good grades, you know, doing okay. But I wasn't I wasn't happy. Mm-hmm. I was on a track to uh, you know be sitting in a cubicle crunching numbers for a pharmaceutical yeah. company, okay, for for years, or doing you know research at the university level and, and I was just like, okay, this is, this isn't me. Like, that's Mm -hmm. not what I Mm -hmm. I want to be doing. And I remember having a conversation with my mother one night when I was kind of struggling and going through like identity, you know, like, like who am I? What am I supposed to be doing? Where am I supposed to to be? You know, I had at that point I had friends that were, that were working, that Mm -hmm. were making money and I was still in, in, in school trying to figure out who who I am. And and she said, uh, she said, Daniel, what makes you happy? Uh, And I remember saying, I'm, I'm happy when I'm, when I'm working with kids yeah, uh, and, and at, at the time I was, I was tutoring. I was tutoring a lot. I had, I had done that all through college on campus. I had worked three different summers at Sylvan learning center, tutoring yeah. ACT prep and, and tutoring math for, for high school kids. And worked at a summer camp for other two summers. So I'd, I'd worked around kids and, and, uh, tutoring and teaching basically. yeah. And so she was like, well, then why don't you just, why don't you give that, give that yeah. a try? And so I, I said, all right. So I, I uh, emailed multiple Christian schools in the Nashville area because I wanted to move back to to this to this part of the country. Mm-hmm. And Lindsey Judd was the principal here, at Good Pastor, at oh, the time, and he awesome. emailed yeah. me back and I came in for an interview and they happened to have a, a math spot open at the time and I jumped on it. Yeah. And, and then finished my master's at Lipscomb and transitioned into to education and finished my master's and got certified to be a teacher.
0: Earlier you mentioned, you know, kind of trying to find your identity. In searching and looking, um, it's led you to here. So how are you kind of using that, I guess, mentality? Because in a way, it's kind of what you're kind of guiding our middle school right now, wouldn't you say? Like mm-hmm. you are helping them figure out who they are. So how have you helped out our middle school students figure out who they are?
1: I think it it all starts with with relationships uh, and building relationships, and I think that that's what we we try to do on a daily basis. What I try to encourage my teachers to do, what I try to do myself with with every student is is first, if you want to see see growth in them, whether that's academically or socially or athletically or on the stage, mm-hmm. wh- however you want to see that growth, it first starts with with building a relationship and building a little bit of of trust with. With each of those students, and so that starts with just talking to them, getting to know them, understanding, uh, understanding them, understanding what they like, understanding what they don't like, understanding where their struggles are, and that only happens with with communication and with talking to them and and being present with them uh, in the hallways, in the cafeteria, in the classrooms Mm -hmm. uh, on on a daily basis. It's tough to find that identity in in middle school because nobody knows.
0: Well, and I it's, guess they think they know. Yeah. Probably, oh yeah. Right? Yeah.
1: But it's you know at this at this point I I've still got a lot of kids that you know I've got a lot of first round NFL draft picks and I've got a lot of <laughs> you know yes. people you know that are going to be you know headlining for for or opening for Taylor Swift oh, you know in so a few many. years and so like yeah. you, you got a, still got a lot of dreams that you've got to yeah. you want to to encourage those and you want to push, push those, but, and, and not burst anybody's bubbles, but, but also help them understand what are, what are realistic things, what are goals and Mm -hmm. what are, where do they, where do they need to be? And, and to, to maybe find those goals not just in what the world tells them that are successful things, but actually saying, no, no, these, these we want you to just be, be this type of person. Yeah. Sure. You know, when you, when you get to high school and then this type of person, when you, graduate high school Mm -hmm. and then this type of person when you graduate college and and kind of helping set them on that road it's tough i think as a as a middle level educator because you you don't see results Mm -hmm. you know we we won't see the fruits of that Mm -hmm. till their mid-20s you know and and, (laughs) and, yeah or 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 30 and they're starting families of their own Mm -hmm. and they're you know, harkening back on what they what they've learned and, and that foundation that was built, and we get plenty of feedback later down the road. But it is a uh, there's there's a lot of a lot of faith that goes into into what we do yeah. every day.
0: Even Lynn Walker talked about this with Learning Lab, just equipping our students with the right tools, put them in their toolbox or their Legos. I know that's what how Jessica talked about it to build that foundation. You, I know you're being. You know, it's
1: actually just Lego. Uh, <laughs> oh, leg, yeah, Lego is the appropriate pluralization of Lego. Make. We play with a box of Lego.
0: <laughs> really? That's yeah, what it yeah, is. Yeah. You don't.
1: You don't add an S.
0: Oh, so it's like what's? You like can call sheep? it a Lego set. Like sheep.
1: Like right. like she. Yeah. Like deer or deer or fish fish Lego Lego. It's its own plural.
0: And that is a tolliver tip. Yeah. I mean that's you know you never know what
1: you're gonna learn, uh things like this on this podcast yeah.
0: but yeah, I do think that is it is important, especially being in education. It is so great when we do hear back from people when they come back, just when they say like this place has been so instrumental in x, y, or z. Mm-hmm. I know we have a couple of listeners out there who probably remember this place. Meaning good pasture. We they remember this place that when the identity was kind of lost. Maybe could you kind of give that update of like what's been going on? What are some some things that you have in the works that people might not know about? And then the second part of that question: What is the middle school? What are you hoping for like future goals?
1: So three years ago, when we when we restructured, we we did something that we hadn't done in the past at at this school, which was Make the middle school grade six through eight, mm-hmm. uh, oh, yeah. and so at, at different times we had had kind of a lower middle school with the fifth and sixth grade, and upper middle school with seventh and eighth grade, and and then did some things that were fifth through eighth grade together. And but so this this kind of restructure and rebrand has been very intentional and very and very good, I think, for for our campus and for our students. One of the first conversations when when we decided to make this transition, uh, I had a, a board member that was talking to me, and he said. He said, Daniel, what are you going to do to create legacy experiences mm. for our, our middle schoolers? Mm-hmm. And, you know, mentioned, you know, things like the like the elementary Christmas play, which mm-hmm. is a just a, a huge deal every year mm-hmm. and and things the kids still talk about. And then you get to to, you know, food drive is, is big campus wide, but especially in high school. Yeah. Like oh, that's yeah. a that's a big thing. And homecoming floats and stuff in, in, in the high school. That's a that's a legacy experience. There's there's a lot of other things with with athletics and fine arts that I think you could you could throw into that boat too. But but sometimes for middle school we I don't know that we had a whole lot
0: mm-hmm. yeah
1: that were like oh this is the
0: the thing great experience
1: yeah. the thing from from middle school and so that was was a challenge that was that was kind of put on my plate of of what what can we do and so we've tried to to implement some of the, some things over the last couple of years and 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 with the the hopes that these can can turn into to traditions mm-hmm. uh, one of those things has been. Uh, instituting what we've uh, what we call the Peg, oh, yes. and it is yeah. an homage to a a former master teacher that worked here for forty plus years, Miss Peggy Roberts. That was a, I, a middle school teacher, her. and yes. for those listeners that had Peggy as a teacher or worked with her or anything, you know, she was uh, she was awesome, and she was really the I would say, well, I mean, one of the heartbeats of this school for sure. a long time. Yes, and so so we we created the Peg, and, it, and it's really a. Uh, you know, other schools do do different types of teaming or like a, a Ron Clark house system type mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm. It's of that vein, but but we've we we split up the the sixth, seventh, and eighth graders into nine different teams every year, and we do we do competitions often where they they earn points, and then they earn points for behavior, for academics, for for all sorts of of, of different things throughout the year, and then we end with a big field day competition in the spring, and then. And then announce at awards day which which team won the won the peg and they get some special prizes. Kind of get their name written in the the annals of good pasture history. Now at this <laughs> point, but we're we're three years into this and and it's become a thing where the kids, I mean, they look forward to it and they they talk about it and they're excited about yeah. it. Even now, freshmen and sophomores still talk to me about it or ask me, "Hey, who's winning? Who's oh, up? Oh, that's is, awesome. is, You know, is yeah. pink team winning?
0: They're just broken up." It's 6th, 7th, and 8th. 7th, and 8th graders, there's in. there's
1: about 20 kids on a team, and they're oh, wow. all mixed up. We don't just do kind of the, the competitions. And when I say competitions, like this Friday, we're having a, a peg day, which is about every other Friday, where we have different competitions, different events, and... So there's three teams that are competing in kickball, three teams that are competing in a uh, a mathlete competition, is what okay, we call it. It's yeah. like, almost like a quiz bowl. And three teams doing a Mario Kart tournament, oh. like literally <laughs> yeah. on the Nintendo Switch on oh. the big screen. <laughs> nice. where they, they do, And so like we just do fun stuff to get them yeah. get them excited and get them involved, and different kids get to show their talents in different ways. Yeah,
0: so it's not just athletic-based. Yeah, and so sure. they're
1: not all athletic-based. Uh, we also have the, those PEG teams are our small groups when, when okay. we do – uh, devotional small groups where we split up. They're mm-hmm. they're in those peg teams all year, and so they they really get to to know each other at a at a little bit different level in there, and, and kind of build some some friendships and community with some kids that they may never have talked to, yeah. Uh, if they weren't you know randomly assigned to that same color, yeah,
0: that's awesome. So you have the peg. So we
1: have the peg. We're getting excited for our our second annual Silent Night here in a couple oh, weeks. Right. That we we did this last year, and not really knowing how it was going to go and it mm-hmm. was probably the most fun night in good pastor christian school history I,
0: as one who was begging to go and allowed to come thank you so much
1: yes you are more than left. welcome to come again oh, here in a couple weeks i need more I'm, chaperones yeah.
0: <laughs> no it's so fun oh, a silent was, disco is so fun
1: yeah it was it, awesome i think heart, nobody necessarily knew what was going on yeah, or what was, was going no, to happen and but well,
0: those are the, typically the best Events you yeah. have no expectation.
1: Yeah, and and it was awesome, and and we had about we had about ninety kids participate last year. We've already got well over that registered to oh, participate wow. this year. That's awesome. And so it's a it's a, a, a super fun event. Uh, super my, sweaty. I oh yeah, yeah. And my, my favorite, my truly my favorite part. And if you don't know what a, a silent disco is, that they'll be able to walk in. They'll get a headset. You can turn the headset to three different channels. One channel is going to be playing Christmas music. One channel is going to be playing like. Kind of poppy uh, yeah. dance music, and then one channel will actually be synced up to a movie that's being played on the big screen. Where if they don't feel like dancing, yeah. they can sit there and, and watch it. a movie yeah. and yeah. and enjoy a Christmas movie. We'll have some refreshments and and things like that. But but my, my favorite part is that it is a it, it's a screen free event where yeah. we we take up the kids' phones when they come in. And last year, there were probably only twenty kids that even brought, brought a phone, phone in. They just left it in the car or left yeah. it with their parents. Not having that phone in their pocket last year, they just went in there and they were just goofballs yes. for two I, hours and yes. did not worry about anybody else.
0: And then you still do like your usual like Washington, D.C. trip. Yes. You still have some of those. Yeah, we still have also. some tra-
1: traditional field trips like sixth grade. We we went to LBL uh, a couple months oh. ago and it's a it's an incredibly fun trip with the sixth graders. And our eighth graders were getting ready to go to D.C. at the end of uh, at the end of March. And so that's always a, a big trip, and it's it's funny. Like we're even working with you know working with my wife, like where she she'll collect information and data on our seniors and, mm-hmm. and ask them when when she's you know collecting things to to push out on social media. You're yeah. involved in that stuff too, but and asking them what are your favorite memories and what are your you know highlights. And it's 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 funny how often that that DC trip or LBL come up when yeah. as a senior they will think back like this was. Was one of my highlights Yeah That's why like We have to remember How like important Those events are Because for some people That is going to be A a, a life changing mm-hmm. Event for them Sure I, I just think that's a, a pretty awesome thing That we get to experience Here at a At a K-12 uh, mm-hmm. that, that doesn't happen Everywhere
0: So I guess For my last question And because Heath's not here I'll ask it Because He probably wouldn't Want to ask this But I want to know He's very humble He He really is <laughs> <laughs> yes. But one thing that we are trying to kind of instill is this, the theme of one. And we want that just to be that in the forefront of everybody's mind that we are one campus, even though we still are trying to have our different identities. So how are you using that theme with your sixth through eighth grade students and your faculty?
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, he's, you know it's a shame he's not here. He oh, no. he does a he does a great job with our with our kiddos because he pretty much once a week and, and now it, it de- depends on the week if, if scheduling things are weird. But but once a week he'll speak with our with our middle school kids and kind of continue that one theme throughout the year where we've been talking about one Lord, one faith, mm. one baptism, one all the the ones in that passage in Ephesians. And he really does a great job of speaking to our middle schoolers like middle schoolers yeah and, and being able to talk to them and break things down on their level or give them examples that that they can understand and they can process and they can continue the the themes through and there are some times where like you know you you may think they're not listening at all and then he'll ask them to recall something three weeks ago and and they they know exactly what and he's they, talking yeah. about you know and so so we he's done a great job this year of, of carrying that theme that theme through and so that that's spiritually or at least we're we're getting that kind of in, in front of our kids on a on a daily basis. And then we build on that in in small groups and in, in other activities that we do. You know, I think I think on campus we've been trying our best to 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 try to model that, especially with with all the, the transitions that, that we've had and all the changes that we've had. I know I'm you know, I'm the, the most seasoned administrator here at this point. Yeah, <laughs> no, I- not really. But <laughs> I'm the still the the administrator with the least experience, but I'm the most experienced in my current role. Okay. I guess is the way yeah. that, that it's worded, because you know, doctor with Doctor Binkley moving in high school, and then Doctor yeah. England come in to, to elementary. We've been doing our best to kind of work together to unify that whole campus vision uh, to get everybody moving in the in, in in the right direction, because we we do want those those different identities for the elementary school, for the middle school, for the high school. Those different experiences that make each part special. But also, I think the thing that makes us the, the most special is that, that we are all here together and we're mm-hmm. doing things together and we're finding ways to, uh, to grow. And, 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 you know, over the last couple of days with, with starting our food drive this week, I mean, this is one of the, the times where yes. you see that more than anywhere, the whole campus from the littles all the way to, to the seniors are, are kind of the one goal, one mindset, one mm-hmm. purpose for the next couple of weeks. So that that's a really cool time to be able to see the the whole campus coming unifying together. and yeah, coming together sure. and doing doing the same thing. So it's it's a pretty it's a pretty cool thing to be a part of. And and it's it's difficult to explain to anybody that has not ever been a part of the <laughs> yes. Good Pastor community or experienced the food drive. It's a very unique thing.
0: It is. It's I'll always love this time of our school year because because of those things. Actually, I'll really be most excited when they do the. Totals. Oh yeah, I love watching the little kids get so excited about getting five hundred dollars. I mean, it oh, is yes. the most adorable thing, and it's and the, and the thing is, you know, they worked hard. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for being here. It's been awesome. I thank think. you so
1: much, Miss Oliver, for having me.
0: Oh, <laughs> <I'll> God. <laughs> I like that, that you said Mr. Oliver. Do you normally say, do you ever say Kim? Do you ever call me uh, Kim? I, I think I so. Think I don't know. So. I guess it
1: depends on who else is standing around at the time. Yeah, oh, that's fair. I no. try
0: to call you Doctor Knox. But today it's beyond the blue and gold. So i call you Daniel.
1: That's fine.
0: <laughs> yeah, all right. Thanks so much for listening. See you.